0: Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy. Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, so make it awesome by meeting incredible people to tell you their story, discuss their path, their choice points, and what they've learned along this journey. Anne Fanganello, master of fashion, superstar uh, all over the world, a global celebrity, and one of my favorite humans, welcome to Boost Power Podcast.
1: Hi, Betsy. How are you today?
0: Well, I'm so happy because I have you. Because, you know, you and I connected years ago. And the funny story I always tell about Anne is not only did I fall in love with her vim and vigor for life and fashion and everything she produces, but I fell in love with this black jacket, which is still waiting for me in her basement stash. I know. I know it is still waiting for me. And it's never going to go out of style because it's a couture Fabulous fashion forever. So, Ann, thank you for coming to tell us your story today. I'm so
1: happy to be with you today and
0: talking to you. Well, uh, this is fun because this whole podcast is to uplift and inspire women, and especially entrepreneurial women and women with ideas. So let's go back and talk a little bit about the history that brought you into, um, you know, being a fashion designer with your own line, and not only that, being such an innovator in the industry.
1: So I always wanted to be a fashion designer. I find that I'm very lucky because when I was very young, I made the decision that I wanted to be a fashion designer. And at 13, I made my first pair of shorts. Uh, My grandmother taught me to sew. My mother sewed. My both grandmothers taught me to sew. And so at 15, I was at the Denver Center for Performing Arts. Making costumes, my mom had to drive me to work. you know I still couldn't even drive, and I never have held any other job. I've never been a waitress, I've never been a, a hostess i've never I've never done anything but something to do with fashion and it's one thing that I tell people um, that I'm advising is always stick to the thing you want to do, uh, no matter what you're doing in your life, try to stay on your path and so if someone asked me to sew. If someone asked me to make a pattern, if someone asked me to do anything with clothing. um, Oh, I worked at Nordstrom as a retail person. I sold men's shoes at one point. So no matter what I did, I always tried to stay along my path, which made me successful at a very young age. I left Colorado and um, I went to school in uh, Italy, in Florence, and got my fashion design degree in Florence. I got my costume design degree out of CU Boulder. And I moved to New York three weeks after I graduated. Um, I interned in New York uh, during college. So I was very worldly. I just got on a plane and did it. Um, I slept on bus stops in Europe. I did. I had no money. My parents were not so sure about my drive to be a fashion designer. Uh, My father's a lawyer. My mother was an architect. So um, being a Fashion designer came from that, you know, a lot of logic and math and art was involved. But being a fashion designer, they kind of made sure that I made my own way and I did. Um, so once I was in New York, I started working at a place, Elizabeth Wayman, and ended up at 24 um, running Nanette Lapore. So my first big job as kind of the boss was at Nanette Lapore. And so we started in that LaPorte and off I went. And I was in New York for another 20 years. Oh my
0: goodness. And everybody's like, what? What, what, what? Okay. So I have a memory as you're talking. I have a flashback. I used to cut fabric and then I would kind of tape slash pin the outfits onto my Barbies, right? Like when I had Barbies, when I was in my youth. Oh yeah, that's familiar. So, you know, and I noticed my daughter who aspires to be you, who just got accepted, as I told you, to a school in Milan. um, She has a couple little dress forms that I had given her when she was a kid. And funny, I found them and really noticed that she'd cut out these darling little dresses and pinned them onto the fashion forms, right, when she was just a kid um, before she ever really had really spoken out loud that she's so interested in fashion. So So what was it like, um, go back a little bit to your path, what was it like as you kind of innovated in the world? And here you are, a kid from Colorado, um, whatever got in your head, you could go to fashion school in Italy?
1: I don't know. I'm telling you, I wanted it and I went for it. And when I look back in retrospect, I'm like, wow, how did I do that? And I guess I just had guts. Um, I had no fear. I think, you know, I come from a middle-class background. I'm from Park Hill. I went to East High School. And I also went to the Career Education Center. So at 16, during my Denver Public School time, I went to a school that taught fashion design. So I had a teacher who taught me how to make patterns. And so by the time I graduate high school, I... I just really believed in myself. I knew I was amazing and having that in your heart and your soul and your body is really helpful. Um, I really credit my parents. I credit my siblings, my family, because whatever it is that happened while I grew up, I really had a belief that I was amazing. And so with no fear, there is no um, holding you back and having the belief that you can do it. You know, did I make mistakes? Did I stumble? Yes, I did. But I kind of don't remember those things. Um, when I tripped, I just, you know, I, one of my theories my whole life has been, if something's going wrong, then you should turn. You know, turn right, turn left. Just don't keep going straight. If, if that's not the path that's working for you, take a big left. And my big lefts were things like, get on an airplane and go to Italy, Um, get on an airplane and go to New York and sleep on someone's couch. And I just thought, you know, if you don't do it, then you're never going to survive. You know, you'll never make it if you don't take the chance. And so I took a lot of chances. Well, it's,
0: I'm so glad that you did and just visiting your studio and seeing your designs and seeing some of those collector pieces you have from the New York days. So, you know, if you were looking, looking back, yeah, because, you know, this show inspires and, and uplifts women. If you're looking back at those times in New York, which, you know, is, is the way you got started and some amazing things at such a young person, you know, what is it that you learned in that part of your journey that caused you to now be in Colorado with the lines that you're doing right now?
1: Well, I was always, uh, you know, again, my mother was an architect. And I was always driven by the fit of clothing. And I think a lot of people who want to be a fashion designer, there's a lot about, you know, I'm driven by color and I'm driven by fit. And sometimes the style of the dress isn't as important as how it fits you. So the fit of the garment is really what made me a successful designer because I was very much about that eighth of an inch, that little curve. You know, how do you get around the bust? How do you get around the hips? And when you pay attention to the architecture of the body, um, it's a whole nother way of designing versus just art and um, looking at colors and where's the ruffle. And I'm more about like, how big is the ruffle and where is the proportion to where it's landing on your neck or on your hip? And having that proportion and the math, I, I'm driven by math. Math, is, math and science are probably more important to my design than the actual art of it. And so that aspect of how I designed made me successful in New York because I could go and look at a body you know, the, the models are six foot tall and size zero. Although these days, thank goodness models are not all the same, but they were definitely a cookie cutter back then. And to make something that looks good on a model going down a runway or in a print magazine, and then have a woman who's five foot four and a size 10, I was always driven to make that woman look in the mirror and feel beautiful. So it was very much about the everyday woman and how she could wear the designer clothing that we made and still really just get total joy out of the way she looked in a garment and not just that, oh, I should look like that. Model who's in the magazine.
0: Yeah, well, thank you on behalf of all five foot four women everywhere (laughs) that are not a size zero. I would like to. Are you five foot four? I am five foot four, and Uh, I did I call it? You did. I would like to say I was a size ten. I am not, but for all the women that are five foot four and do like to feel great in our clothes, and I must say Mm -hmm. that um, you know, you know, you and I share the love of color and pattern and texture and embroidery and wow and personality and clothing we we both love that and um i must say that in the right outfit it really does change your being because it's how you feel about yourself so thank you we're listening to boost power podcast and and i will be right back you are listening to boost power podcast with your host betsy weersma we are part of the global sisterhood podcast network women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now back to Boost. Okay, we're back. And I know all of you are like, I want to be brave and maybe I'm not of the age or ilk to change my career to fashion, but I am of the age or ilk to wear some really great clothing that complements my being and that mathematically works for me. I know so many of you must be going math and fashion, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a class my daughter needs going into fashion school, because <laughs> I think she's missing that math part, Anne. But um, so so, okay, so you go to New York, you run these brands, you're the young amazing superstar, but today you're in Denver, Colorado. So tell us a little bit about what took you from there to here.
1: Well, I, so uh, Nanette lapore was the place I was the most. I, during my time there when I was 33 years old, I developed breast cancer and that was definitely a pivotal moment in my life. I didn't, I, you know, I did everything I was supposed to. I did the surgery, I did the treatments, I Went through it, but through the whole time, I was like, I'm busy. I have a runway show. I've got to go to work. And I never totally took care of the mental aspect of the cancer story. So at 38, so, you know, I'm, I had cancer and went through my treatments and just kind of did it as another job. But all of a sudden, about five years later, I was, I was depressed. I was sad. And it was one of those moments where I was like, you're waking up in the morning. You're crying. You don't want to work. This is what you love. It's time to turn left. And it was a pivotal moment because I was at Zach Posen. So I had left Nanette and gone to Zach Posen and I started Zach Posen's company, thinking maybe that would help my attitude, help my thing after 11 years with Nanette. It was um, time to make a change. That wasn't really where the problem was. The problem was within myself. And Much to everyone's shock and surprise, I jumped off the cliff that was my superstardom. You know, I was top of the game. I was the COO of Zach Posen. I was running that company and I just dropped it all and moved back to Colorado. Um, And everyone was in awe. They're like, what is wrong with you? You make money at what you love to do, you're living the dream. And I said, I'm not happy. So I left New York, I moved to Colorado, and I decided I would not do fashion anymore, because how could you ever leave Zach Bosen and do fashion in Colorado, sit in a cubicle and make T-shirts or yoga pants from China? Or I didn't even think that Colorado had that opportunity. So I took some time off for a couple of years. I skied, I went to lunch. I decided I would try to stop being a workaholic. And a couple years into it, I couldn't stand it anymore. I made that one dress, and literally within three months, I had my own collection, and was—that's when Anna Festa was created.
0: Yes, and I, I you know, just calling out Manifesta, um, you know, for all the years I've seen you, and for that incredible black jacket that I still talk about. I now am, I'm now interested in your new summer dress. So um, to go with my cute black jacket, I have to have the multicolor darling summer dress. So um, what I can say about your brand is, again, um, high fashion and style and high comfort and really wearability. And, you know, investing is, my mom would call them good goods. Investing some money into some Beautiful clothing you can wear and enjoy and, and really um, take you anywhere. So um, congratulations on that. And so, so tell everybody about kind of your fashion brand and about your
1: sports brands. So anna Festa was started um, due to the fact I had gained 90 pounds from cancer. And I was a much larger size than I had been my whole life. And I needed to start working around curves, working around different body types, And so Anifesta truly was created for a larger, more shapely body. Um, After all my treatments, I went back to the normal size I am, which is still a size 14. I'm not a small girl. But now our brand is for size extra small through size 28. We're here for every body type, for every woman. And the math behind it all, I go back to my math. Is that no matter how tall you are or how small, how you know, if you're five zero, five, six, zero, if you're size two, size twenty-two, I use these proportions and these dynamics to make your dress fit or your skirt or top. So I'm very, very driven by color. One day my mother looked at my closet, she said, You don't own anything black. What is wrong with you? You have no black, and color gives me joy. So, I'm really um about the fit of the garment and how comfortable you are. I think that if you're wearing clothing that fits you properly, it's not too tight, it's not too big, you feel good, and then in your heart, you can be a better person. It makes you stronger. it makes you feel better. So the different colors we all are driven by color um so you know, some people are their favorite color is pink, someone else might be an olive green, and so the colors in our lives give us our emotions and our power, and then feeling comfortable and pretty in your dress or your clothing helps as well. Um, we definitely are focused on feminine, pretty clothing. I do a lot of dresses. I do a lot of skirts and tops. And then, of course, I have my new best of sports, sportswear, which is tennis and golf. Yeah, now tell everybody because I, th- I thought this is so innovative. A lot of my
0: friends play tennis. A lot of my friends play golf. Most of my friends are in their fifties and sixties, and many of them play on teams. So tell them about what you do to fit in
1: to fit teams with some style. So when I first started playing tennis, I mean I was a New York girl. I didn't play tennis in New York. I went out and had martinis, and I started playing tennis in Colorado as you know as my hobby. And I, at that time, I was a size 22. And so this team dynamic on the tennis courts and on the golf courses is, you know, very matchy-matchy. We all want to wear the same thing and there is power behind our squad. You know, we support each other and it's very much of a women power situation out there on the courts. So as um, at that size, I couldn't wear the team uniform everyone was buying brands that were for a, you know a size 4 or maybe a size 10 but at the size 22 that I was I couldn't wear it. So lo and behold I designed a tennis skirt and what we do is a little different and that is the team chooses a print or chooses a color and I have 12 different styles. And that way if you like something shorter and I like something longer or if I'm a little more feminine and flirty, or someone's more sporty and a little more sleek. We've got seven different styles to choose from. So we look like a team because we're all wearing the exact same print, the exact same color, but we each get to have our own individual style. So my little flouncy, flirty skirt, which flies around in in the wind, might not be for someone who's very sporty and wants something that's slim And fitted. So the team dynamic, and I tell you, we can win the first game out there because people are like, what are you wearing? Those outfits are amazing. And so the team uniform is absolutely a powerful thing because we are a squad, we are a team and we look phenomenal. So that's the team dynamic that goes behind Festa Sports.
0: Yes, it's so cool. I love um, seeing all the different styles for all the different body shapes. And even for those of us who, you know, might not be on a team, we can get a fun summer run-around skirt that, you know, complements how God made us, which everybody's perfect. You just might be different. So I love that. Okay. But then that was all good. And we were having our last podcast, talking about fashion, getting ready for the tennis season, competitions and pivot the world. Boom. Had a pause. Boom. <laughs> uh, talk about a left turn. I don't know if that was a left turn, right turn, or just a tornado. That I think it was a
1: full-on cartwheels down the street. Well, I think, no, except for I had to not be in my street. That's
0: <laughs> true. Okay, cartwheels in our basement. So, um, <laughs> yes, so you have stepped up and pivoted. And, again, I think it's a great part to this story and a part to your story. Tell everyone about how you've really stepped into mask production. And not just any mask. I have to be uh, – I wear your style mask. Not only are they beautiful, I love the print on mine. My husband really likes his Navy and Broncos orange. Come, uh mask, but they are very comfortable and really well-built to wear. And if we're going to have to wear something, you know, it's got to be cute for me. So tell us about ma- the ma- world of masks.
1: Oh my goodness. What a world. First of all, again, I'm really lucky that during this time, every single business is affected. I don't know who you are or what you do, but everyone had to accept new challenges from this stay at home, you know, our kids come home, our you know work things changed and everyone's had to make big changes. So I saw um, Christian Siriano talking with Governor Cuomo about helping the medical community with masks and I jumped on board immediately because of the fabric that I own. So I have this antibacterial, antimicrobial, wickaway, the sportswear fabric that I use for Festive Sports. Was an ideal fabric for breathability and trying to put something right up against your face and still have some type of comfort level. So I started testing and making masks. I think I made 60 samples before I was happy with one. And um, it's just a new part of the body that I had to start measuring and figuring out the length from their, your ear to ear. And so I started making the masks. Um, uh, immediately before um, the stay-at-home orders were real, or the um, uh, requirement to wear masks came in, and when the mask requirement to wear masks outside to help us—I mean, don't we all want our economy to start again? And so, by wearing masks, we can actually go out into the world and be in a little safer condition um, by not allowing our contaminants to go to each other. So, I um, made use every single inch i 've never seen my fabric roll bins empty. I just had fabric in my home. I have a sewing machine in my home. My husband was here, my down syndrome brother in law was here and we just started making masks um, because we couldn 't go outside and every single inch of my fabric is gone at this point. It's amazing. Um, but we, now that things have rolled in a little more, we are doing corporate masks, um, so that people can get back to work. We make, you know, I make a sequin mask. Someone gave me their Gucci shoe bags and we made masks out of their Gucci shoe bags. And, um, but we have been in the mask making business for, oh boy, five weeks now. It seems like it's been five years. Um, But we've just kind of taken every aspect of a fashion mask that you want to wear, just a single one, or, you know, making something for your team of 300 and giving everyone the same color, putting logos on them. We now actually can put a logo on the mask. And then, of course, my biggest thing is donate, 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 donate. We have given, I I think, up to a thousand masks we definitely were at 800 a little while ago, so we've got to be over a thousand by now. And we give them to Children's Hospital, to Samaritan House, to Laredon. We're very focused on people in need, um, children, and those who are have you know disabilities of some sort. And um, and so we our donate process is very important to us. Making a profit is not as important as getting masks out there so that our economy can get started again.
0: Well, everyone who's listened to this podcast is like, okay, I need some more of Anne. I need a mask. I need to donate some masks. I need some corporate masks. I need some cute tennis and golf wear and some darling fashion that fits my body and my world. Tell everyone how to get a hold of
1: you. Yeah, we have it all. We definitely have it all these days. Um, We are at Um, If you want to reach me directly, go for it. I'm at 917-757-9263 to go check out our websites. The Festa Sports website is www.festasports.com, which is F-E-S-T-A-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. Festa means party in Italian. So Anna Festa was always about Ann's party, and Festa Sports is about, you know, a party on the courts. Um, And then, of course, my main website is www.annafesta.com.
0: Great. And there's a very easy button for the masks and for mask donation. And uh, say your phone number one more time, just so in case somebody missed that.
1: 917-757-9263. And yes, that's a New York number because I'll never change it even though I'm a Colorado girl. There you go. You still have a little, little
0: souvenir from New York. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today. I pulled your special card called the Dream Big, Live Big Deck. I shuffled them and pulled your card. And your card is Today I Thank. What are you thankful for? Oh,
1: today, Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> today, I'm thankful for my husband. Um, I'm thankful for my family. This is a very difficult period in all of our lives. And I am so lucky to have a husband. I got married in June of last year. So he is my best friend. If we all have to sit at home, it's nice to have someone who you absolutely love and adore. He supports what I do. I've gone completely crazy during the coronavirus. And um, but completely crazy is that I went full New York on this mask project. And he is a little more familiar with my Colorado personality. But with the stress and the strain and, you know, the the different things that we are all up against these days, um, it's nice to have that wonderful love and support even though I am a little bit crazy and nuts these days. I like being crazy and nutty, He's got He's got to deal with it. So well, amen. I'm thankful to my husband and my family yes. and my
0: support system around me. Awesome. Well, we're the, all the camp sisters are so thankful that you're part of our tribe and that we can just partner with you and love you and be part of your great work in the world. And thank you for everyone who's listening to Boost Power Podcast today. Is the first day of the rest of your life. So listen to Ann's story. Be motivated and inspired to do something great in the world yourself. Or or just find her and get a mask, get a few thousand masks, donate a few hundred thousand masks, jump on the bandwagon with all of us. Please share this podcast with others who can benefit from our uplifting energy and great ideas. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.